Cherry Pop Horror. Hello and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob and in this show we tackle all things horror. Be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we'll be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, you can send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com, and or follow us on Twitter, at cherrypophorror. Okay, here we go. Make a vault suit costume. I am. Are you gonna make one or I'm gonna make one. Oh, okay, cool. I have I have ideas. Do you whether they work or not, we'll see. <laughs> this is, that's true. Yeah. Is that you can get like um like it's just a, a blue jumpsuit? Blue or? jumpsuit from Look Sharp. Oh and then Look Sharp. Yes. I used to work there. Yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> and then you're just gonna like sew like a, a band into it or something like I that? I guess so. Something yeah. like that. Or like find some tape or like yeah. yellow tape and shit. Yeah. Something like that. We've got a sewing machine, so like oh, worst nice. case I can just like well worst case I get fucking staples. I'm sure it'll be fine. It sh- should be alright, it's alright, it's alright. Yeah. I'm being super lazy, I'm yeah, just just a gorilla onesie because I want to be comfy. Gorilla. Gorilla. I'm just gorilla. going as a monkey. No way, Albert Ape? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You're oh going goodness. as the mighty ape? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's also going to be my, my costume for work. Yeah. I don't know what Sean's going as, what my partner's going as. I don't mm. He wanted to go as the Scarlet Witch, but I don't think his costume turned up. Oh. <laughs> so I have no idea what he's going as, if he's dressing up at all. Uh, Scarlet Witch incognito mode. Yes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, like like in one division, he's just in like just normal clothes. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror, this is episode 66, and I'm joined by the wonderful Caleb, welcome back. Hello there. So we did, I just realised we, we've covered like two classics with you now, because mm. we did we did The Science of the Lambs and now we're doing this, so um, tell me, what's your lucky or unlucky numbers? Do you have any of those? Everyone seems to have one. Um, well, <laughs> uh, lucky number is uh, 107. Because uh, that was the the gamer tag that I used to use. That used to be at the end of my like, you know, oh, so characters. It would be, so it would be like, like Caleb one hundred and seven or something. It's like, like associated with me, so, right? Okay, uh, two and two and uh, one hundred and seven. Uh, two is my birthday, and also the house that I live at on the street. Right. Uh, so it's like kind of a recurring theme. One hundred and seven used in everything. Very ingrained into my personality oh yes yeah, so you just you add it to like all your gamer tags and, yeah. and stuff like that okay. that's pretty cool i wish i had, had like a signature what about unlucky numbers do you have any unlucky numbers unlucky numbers i have two unlucky numbers it's 22 uh and uh 76 any so, reason why tw- or just <laughs> uh 22 is because there was the show that happened on like i don't know after school tv which was like kind of a horror show, right? And it wasn't Goosebumps or something? Wasn't it? I have no idea. But it, some bad things happened in 
uh, a school in room number 22. Right. Which was really freaky to me because I was also in room number 22 at school. So yeah. it was like mild childhood trauma. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's mildly terrifying. I don't know. I was like, I was like seven or something. And, and, and I was seeing like these monsters come out of this room. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to go to school tomorrow. Yeah, and you just know. be attacked by monsters. It must have been Goosebumps or Eerie Indiana or something like that. One of those shows, right? Surely. I have no idea. This is this is New Zealand after school TV. So oh, this uh, is true. This could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> A nameless show <laughs> fallen off of the face of the earth. No documentation. Never to be renewed again. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Fallout. Well, um, the reason why seventy six is Fallout seventy six. But ever since just I, because it was such a train wreck of a game. Yeah, it was a train wreck of the game, and I want my money back. <laughs> um, did you get the special edition that had I like the bag? The, and... Oh no, I didn't get the special edition. Right. But okay. I did get the one with the the. You know, bubblehead and shit. Right, okay. But, um... Ever since that game came out, and, like, the disappointment that it was, I see the number 76 everywhere, and I'm just like, oh... (laughs) You're like, oh, that wasted potential. Oh, that wasted money. I know. (laughs) It it, it was just, like, a reoccurrence thing. Like, every... Like, I I would just see it so often. Like, Mm. everything. Like, it's a number that you wouldn't see. Yeah. Then it just, like hangs around and it has bad associations. Well it's like it's like the number twenty three. It's that that whole thing. It's the you know, once you start recognizing a number you can make everything relate to that number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Confirmation bias. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're looking for the seventy six, you'll see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My lucky number's four, and I think it's just because it's so round and it's it's pleasing. It's just it just makes me happy. That number has no curves on it. What are you talking about? No, because on a <laughs> on a dial <laughs> It's got no curves. That's made of straight lines. Well, it's, divi- it's divisible by two, and it's, you know, two times two, which is nice and round. And then on a die, like, it's in all four of the corners. It looks very pretty and very neat. Oh. And I just like that, and I don't know why. That's it. Uh, unlucky, probably seven. And I don't know why. Every time I see a seven... it's not on a die. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's not, it's it's not, not on a die. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and maybe I just played too much of, um, what, Settlers of Catan. You know, every time a seven gets rolled, it means your friends get to screw you over by moving the robber. I see. Yeah. It's probably that. Just a little bit of trauma from that. Right, right. Just mild trauma. A little bit of trauma. As a treat. A little <laughs> treat. Just a little Just, just a, a little treat. A little treat. <laughs> a little trauma as a treat. <laughs> well, our movie uh, this week focuses very much on a on a unlucky number. Mm. Because this week, on for our episode 66... It was Caleb's first time watching The Omen from 1976. For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position and power. The perfect marriage of Ambassador Robert Thorne and his wife Catherine was fulfilled by the birth of their son, Damien. And then, when the child was five years old, something terrible happened. And then it happened again. Was it an accident? Was it murder? Was it a coincidence? Or was it an omen? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. 20th Century Fox presents a film of psychological suspense. 
about an occurrence of earth-shaking importance. Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, The Omen. I was at the hospital, Mr. Thorne, the night your son was born. I saw its mother. I saw its mother. I have fears. I have fears. What kind of fears? Its mother, Mr. Thorne. It's on my wife. Its mother. What is it you're trying to say? His mother was a... This is not a human child. Make no mistake. There are those who will die for him. There are those who will kill for him. Who is he? What does he want? Where did he come from? And can he be stopped? Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, The Omen. If this is the truth, where does it end? 76, you said. 76. I was, you know, I didn't, I was just like, you know, it's episode 66, we should do a demonic thing. And I was like, the omen, that's like the classic demonic thing. And then when I wrote it down, I was like, oh my God, it's episode 66, 1976. I've got the three sixes in the title. Oh! No way. That's crazy. It was very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is a 76 movie. This is quite old. This is nearly 50 years old now. Um, and I was saying just before we started recording, like, this is a two hour movie and it was a pleasure to write notes for because mm. so little happens every 10 minutes. It's quite slow paced. It's slow paced. Um... But I really, I really liked it, actually. Mm. I haven't watched it since I was maybe 10. Mm. So it's been a long time and I did not remember much of it. Yeah. So we get a very cool opening with some piano music and then it kicks in with the, the choir doing the dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a reoccurring thing that will happen throughout the movie. And I gotta say, fucking love it. Yep. It's just, I can't, I think it reminds me of like South Park or something like that. Mm. Especially with like how sudden it is. It's like every time, time they turned to like Satan or something like that and it would be like, Dominus! And then it would cut back and it would be normal. He's got his own theme. He's got his own theme. Yeah, Good for him. It's quite nice. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Dominus is a, you know, canonically part of the soundtrack, right? Yeah. yeah this is 100% true. Dominus is what they say. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I assume so. Doesn't, doesn't it mean like? Isn't it Latin to like dominate or something like? I don't know. Or, or demonic maybe. Dominus. I was just thinking of the pizza place. <laughs> oh, do- dominus. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's very early in the morning and my brain isn't quite woken up. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh god, we're gonna start. Have you ever seen that meme of the lady who's like, you know, monster energy yeah. drinks is Satan, six, six, six. and then like she breaks it down and she's like, the M is actually three lines, which you, which means Hebrew. this, which is this, which is this, which is this, which is the, the Satan. Yeah. It's like it's like that. If we the take, Satan. We take the dominant knows yeah. and we're just like this is this 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 satan mm. <laughs> we get title card the omen and i love the the little boy standing there and his silhouette is the cross mm. i think that's a really cool image i think it's really cool i really liked it uh, as the music kicks in again into high gear with you know the the chanting or whatever it is we cut to rome on june the 6th which is the sixth month, the sixth day in 1976. Mm. 
We've got the three sixes already. Uh, a man in a car has flashes of a voice telling him the child is dead. And he arrives at the hospital run by the church, I guess? Yeah. I mean, it is Rome, so that makes sense. We learn that the man and his wife have just lost their child. And some random priest guy is, suggests that he adopts a child instead. And the man says his wife wanted her own. And I was like, that's kind of selfish. This, this baby needs a home. And he's just like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to make my own. <laughs> mm. I'm like, <sighs> we need to, like, get people to adopt more, I think. But they run the risk of adopting the Antichrist. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> We're not, there can only be one. So, you know, playing the lottery, you know. <laughs> I see, yeah, yeah. Chances of getting the Antichrist are quite low. No, my luck, no. <laughs> we cut to a nun holding a baby. The man watches, and the priest suggests taking the baby and passing it off as his own. Basically telling him, telling his wife that the baby didn't die. Here it is. I yeah. found it. <laughs> yeah. Get it as new. <laughs> this is kind of cruel as well. I mean, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? I was half and half, because I was like, yeah, it's going to hurt her to know that her baby died. But also, it's not fair to just be like, <laughs> just take a baby and be like, this is yours. Yeah, I feel like uh, um, letting the other person know might be, might be a might good, be a good thing. Decision. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, nothing happened. Yeah. Here's your baby. <clears throat> tugs, imagine, at, tugs at collar. Imagine getting a like paternity test and it's like, the baby is... Well, you are not the mother. And you're <laughs> no, not the father. You're not the father. <laughs> Who is it? I don't know. Where did it come from? Satan's in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're the father. Oh, my God. We learned that the baby has no relatives. The mother died in childbirth, and there's no, like, cousins, aunties, grandma, or whatever, to look after it. On this night, God has given you a son, the priest says. We cut as the man approaches his wife carrying the baby. He tells her it's her boy, and she cuddles them both close. Robert, this is the man that we've been seeing, arrives at a cathedral. I thought it was a fucking cathedral until I realised it's his house. Mm. These are some rich motherfuckers. Because rich <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he's going to go like see the priest or something like that. And he walked in and his wife was just standing there in like a lounge. And I was like, is this your fucking house? Bother. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> the one percent. Yeah, the, the one percent of the I was like, Jesus Christ, they be rich. He tells Catherine It's not Jesus Christ, baby, it's Antichrist. No, it's anti- oh sorry, it's Antichrist, yeah, baby. <laughs> you gotta get it right. By the power of Damien. <laughs> he tells Catherine that he got a new job. He's gonna be the ambassador to Great Britain. Or mm. for Great Britain. And I was like, so are they are they Italian? Or British? They must be British, right? I have no clue. I thought they were American, to be honest. Oh, they do. <laughs> oh, no, wait, they are American because they say that, like, one day Robert will be president yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I thought that. So they're Americans living in Rome and he's just been given the job of being the ambassador to Great Britain. But is he the amb- ambassador between the US and Great Britain or Rome and Great Britain? I have no idea. I don't know. The logics of this just astounded me. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little bit hard, a little bit hard to follow. Even though like not a lot happened, it's just like oh, this is the new thing that happens. Yes, and and, and no explanation. It, does, it doesn't really come up at all, except for as an excuse for us to leave Rome and now be in England. Yeah, for the rest of the movie, or for the majority of the movie, anyway. Hmm. So I was like, why? Uh, okay, 
seems superfluous, but mm. we'll roll with it. We arrive in London. Of course, we know it's London because we the first shot is of a du- double-decker bus yep. and the London Eye. And I'm like, yep, London. This be London. This is London. <laughs> the family has moved to a new house um, and they check out their new mansion. Mm. Again, it looks like fucking Buckingham Palace. They've got maids everywhere and <laughs> they walk into like a, a, a room and she's just like, oh yes, and this will be the study. And I'm like, that's the size of my house. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it looks a little empty right now, but we'll put some books in and then it'll seem all homey. And I'm just like, fuck That's you. a lot of books. <laughs> I was like, this is like Beauty and the Beast level library. Like, <laughs> this, there should be a Disney princess in here. <laughs> they wave at their son, Damien, outside, who's being looked after by the nanny. Mm. Uh, Robert shuts the blinds and passionately kisses his wife. Because his son is not allowed to see that. Mm. Because it's it's lewd. It's adult time. <laughs> it's, it's adult time. <laughs> well, he invites her to have a look upstairs. Mm. Um, obviously alluding probably to the bedroom. And she's like, there's no furniture up there. Why don't we just do it here? And I'm like, this is quite raunchy for the 1970s. Like, okay. she She's convinced that one day he'll be president of the USA as well. The family walk together through the British countryside... Robert is going to have to go away to have a meeting with the president. Catherine is staying in London to look after Damien. Although I say look after, they have a nanny. Mm. So, like, you know. Be in the same house and in the yes, adjacent room. And occasionally, somewhere. like, play with a toy at your son. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're being too mean. I feel like Catherine is a loving parent th- yeah. throughout this movie until obviously things happen. But she seems fairly doting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're teetering on the yeah and the nah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it something that comes up later? Maybe. Maybe, okay. Yeah, maybe. They turn around and their son has disappeared. They run into the woods, fearing that he's fallen into the rapids of the stream. But alas, they turn and see him playing by a tree. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was dead. <laughs> Lol, jokes. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> We cycle through some family photos as Damien slowly grows, pampered by a couple of very, very rich parents. Mm. Until we cut to his birthday party. I think he's five? I think so. He's five years old, right? Yeah, five or six. Five or six, something like that. There's a couple of photographers comment on how privileged the boy is. Mm. And Catherine watches as the nanny tries to get Damien to smile for a photo. Mm. And he just doesn't want to. So she walks over and takes takes um, Damien away from the nanny. Mm. And he seem, Damien seems quite happy about this. The nanny, nanny looks over as a Rottweiler watches her. Mm. And there's just that like slow zoom into her eyes and then slow zoom into the Rottweiler. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> it's humorous. And we watch as Damien plays on all the rides, bouncy castles. It's like a little Minecraft. Not Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> In the 70s? <laughs> what are you talking about? Minecart. Minecart, okay. This is how, this is how like, ingrained into pop culture Minecraft is. is. I don't even like Minecraft. I find it boring. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can hear someone calling for Damien to look while he's on the, all these rides. And we, we get a very cool shot of just the nanny. Mm-hmm. Just, like, from, like, shoulders upwards. And she just says, look, Damien, it's all for you. And she smiles as she steps off what we realise is, like, the balcony, the roof of the house. Mm -hmm. With a noose around her neck and she hangs herself from the building. Yeah. 
That was quite a violent scene. That was quite a dramatic scene. I think that is like the the peak of action <laughs> in, I, I, in I, this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I is, fucking love this little snippet though. Yeah. Damien, it's all for you! And yeah. immediately hangs herself on the building, smashing the window behind her. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I liked it. I really liked it. I, I thought it was good. I yeah. thought it was good. Especially the weird look on her face. Yeah. Because she's smiling. She's so gleeful. And she says, you know, it's all for you. And kills herself. She did that setup time real fast, though. <laughs> There's like probably 30 seconds between. <laughs> Maybe. We did get that little, little montage of Damien playing on the different rides. Oh, true. So I guess some time has passed, but it can't have been that much. But no one looked up and saw the nanny on the on the roof, you know. This is Just true. like tying up a place. She's the, she's the help. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. She's allowed to be up there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's just cleaning cleaning the the what do they call it? The gutters. Yeah. You know? Health and safety would not approve. I can tell. It's nineteen seventies. <laughs> health and safety is not a thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everyone sque- screams and then goes quiet, and all you can hear. This is very good audio design. I thought it like all the screams sort of like peter out and everyone goes silent, but you mm. can still hear like that that sound of the rope mm. being pulled tight. That sort of. <laughs> Mm. And I was like, that's really cool. It just, like, really emphasizes it. Yeah, yeah. The, t- the photographer, for some reason, snaps a picture of the nanny hanging there. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> well, they put it in the papers, don't they? Are you allowed... To- this is this is a question <laughs> for later as well. I don't think, even in the 1970s, you could put pictures of corpses in the paper. Right? It feels like it would be considered indecent. Mm. You could take a picture of, like, the, the crime scene if the body's covered, but, like, just a picture of a hanging body? I don't think that's allowed, right? Mm. Or was the 70s just a completely different beast? The Wild <laughs> West. <laughs> the, the Wild West. That is the 1970s of journalism. Print what you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just whatever you want. As long as people buy the paper, it's yeah, fine. Exactly. He then snaps a picture of the family as well. Damien stares at the Rottweiler and waves. I was trying to figure out what was going on with this Rottweiler. I think I get it a bit later. Mm. Um, just in general as well. Hellhound. Yeah, a hellhound. Yeah. But I was like, has he hypnotized it? Or... And how did the Rottweiler get the nanny to hang herself? But I don't think it did. I think it was just like a bad omen. I think it helped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it I, follows I... her up the stairs and is like, you better hang yourself. Like... No, I, I, I think the... the... <laughs> You know, it was sending messages, like... They Psychically. All oh, right, okay. Exactly. Like, kind of like hypnotized trance, I reckon. And the dog's like... I, I, I don't think it was unrelated. And there was like, no, it's n- The nanny wasn't just like, oh, look, a dog. I'm going to go hang myself now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an overreaction to being more of a cat person than a dog person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a dog on the premises. Oh, well. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm do. done. I'm done. I'm going to go hang myself. Yeah. <laughs> look, Damien, it's all for you. Yeah, that was the last straw. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> this family. Yeah. Oh, dear. Unbelievable. But I, I feel like that is a, a, a trope in the horror movies, though. It's like, kind of like the, the I don't know, servants doing oh, Satan's right, right. bidding. Yeah. And then cause other people to, like, go crazy. You not know, even in... Do, commit acts and shit. Not even always in a demonic way. There's always, like, a companion for the villain. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think about, what was it, the, the cell and things like that. You know, he's got a pet dog that follows him around and helps him and things like that. Mm. And, you know, even, like, Disney movies, like, they've always got, like, 
the evil sidekicks, you know, Ursula has the eels and Jafar has the parrot, you know. It feels like a, a common trope for villains, right? To have, like, the animal companion. Um, the real Disney princesses. <laughs> Damien, the real Disney princess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robert arrives at work. He's, a, he's accosted by the paparazzi. They ask if the nanny used drugs because they assumed that she was a druggie and that's why she hung herself. I don't think that's how that works, but okay, sure. No, she was just a cat person. Yeah. <laughs> she was just a major cat she person. She was just a cat person, no further comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He accidentally knocks the camera out of the photographer's hand and he says he's very... Uh, Robert says he's very sorry and he he offers to pay for it. But, but the man just says that Robert will owe him one. Mm. And I thought this would come back in like a massive way. It doesn't, not really. Mm. Does it? No, not really. Uh, kind of, but it's in Robert's self-interest to do yeah, it anyway. So exactly. it's not really a favour. It's not returning the favour. Like yeah. Robert still gains a lot. From, from it. From it, yeah. Yeah. This is this photographer we'll meet later. His name is Keith. So I'll try and remember to call him Keith instead of the photographer, because we don't find out his name for quite a while. Hmm. Because um, I thought it was just going to be like a background character, and he turns out to be like quite a big character later. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robert will owe him one. In his office, Robert receives a visit from Father Brennan, mm. a s- slightly deranged... Um, well, not deranged, because he is technically correct. Um, slightly off-kilter? Um, intense. <laughs> yeah, intense. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, how do I say this politely? He's, <laughs> he's, he's, intense. In, he's intense. Who tells Robert that they haven't much time. He tells Robert to accept Christ as his saviour, and I immediately zone out, because I've heard this spiel before. Mm. Walking up Queen Street, holding hands with, with uh, a partner or whatever like that, you get, this is, this is yelled at you quite a lot. I see, I see. Yeah. Mm. Accept Christ as your saviour, save your soul, you, you, you must drink the blood of Christ, accept his body, etc, etc. Et Brennan tells him, the son of the devil has killed once and will do so again. Okay, oh, I was about to say, how did Brennan know? But Brennan's, we find out later, Brennan's been kind of stalking the family, right? Mm. Brennan has locked the doors and he tells Robert that he witnessed Damien's birth and begs him to listen. He says he needs to save Robert so that Christ will forgive him. Do we even find out why Brennan's looking for forgiveness? I don't think so, but... I, I, I guess because he was involved in the birth, right? Maybe that's why? Must be. We find out why the other priest has to beg for forgiveness. Yeah. But that makes more sense. Because he, like, convinced... Because he convinced Robert to adopt the baby. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess so, because he, because this priest helped with the birth, mm. I guess he's been driven insane by the, the power of the coming apocalypse. Yeah. The whole birth thing, like, really confuses me. But we'll get that to that later, I think. Okay, bring it up. Yeah. And I'll, I'll <laughs> see if I can bullshit some answers for you. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> he tells Robert that he saw The Thing's mother. And Robert thinks that it's blackmail because, you know, he thinks that the the father's trying to get money from him because, you know, he hasn't told his wife that Damien is adopted, not the actual child. Mm. So he thinks he's being blackmailed. The doors are then broken down by the local security because, you know, Robert is an ambassador for the US. Mm. And generally they take security quite seriously. I'm surprised Father Brennan wasn't shot dead on the spot. Like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but the father is removed by security. He's escorted fully off the premises, and Keith snaps his picture as he leaves. He just asks to take a picture of of the priest, and 
Father Brennan just turns around and gets his photo taken. There's two stalkers in the movie so far. The photographer and the priest. True. Yeah. I don't know if the, I don't think the photographer is doing it on purpose though. But he's Oh, he's chasing the story, yeah. right? No, he's chasing well he he developed the photo. And, oh no, that was after, was it? It's after, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, because he was at the birthday party, which I think might have just been for extra cash or it might have been for whatever newspaper he works for. Yeah, true. And then just followed up because the nanny at that birthday party uh, killed herself. He's so, not invested yet. Yeah, he's not invested yet, but he's just mm. following the story, I mm-hmm. think. At his apartment, Keith develops the photos. Behind the priest is an impurity in the photograph, like a, just a line that's sort of going across um, Father Brennan's neck. Mm. Could be from the camera. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know. From, from where it, he knocked the camera out of his hands. What's it called in filming? Um, uh, a hair. Yeah. A hair on the, a hair on the lens. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Which is not uncommon. Mm. Um, and I put, this is some Final Destination shit. Mm. <laughs> you've seen, I assume you've seen Final Destination? Nope. It's all about looking for the clues in that kind of shit. Mm. You know, to figure out how you're going to die. I see. So they like, they take photographs and they're like, oh, it looks like a fan's going into your head, so they, you know, have to try and stay away from fans or whatever. I see. It's that kind of stuff. And all that's what this is. All I know about Final Destination is that it put paranoia in um, people following log- logging trucks. Oh, I never drive behind a logging <laughs> truck. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> you see a logging truck in the distance and you're like, nope. I yeah. Turn around. <laughs> I switch lanes. Like, I've had them, like, drive up next to me and things like that and just been like, oh, I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> Also, the reason why I won't use um, tanning beds or anything like that. You don't want to become like a crisp, you know? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that scene. I haven't, but I assume that they get baked. Yeah, there's two girls (laughs) in like sunbeds and they get stuck in them and then the heat keeps going up until they're barbecued alive. Right. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Permanent tan. (laughs) (laughs) There's such a... <laughs> like positive outlet, <laughs> you're like you'll never have to use one again. It's a one session only. <laughs> you're in heaven. You're like permanent time, guys. Um, mm, you jelly, mm, you jelly. <laughs> Slightly crispy, but it's okay. <laughs> that useful look. <laughs> At home, Catherine and Robert receive a visit from a new nanny, mm. someone who's come to replace the one who hung herself. This is Miss Baylock. Miss mm. or Mrs. I'm not sure. I think it's Miss Miss Baylock. She says she's here to help. She alludes that she has no personal life, which is I just thought was very funny. So that so there won't be any distractions. Yeah. Just yeah. like I don't I don't do romance or something like that. And I was just like, okay. I'm boring as hell. I, I have no personal <laughs> life. There is only work. Yeah. She wants to meet Damien on um she wants to meet Damien on her own, she says. Mm. Like she wants to do it on her own. The parents don't need to follow. And immediately I was like, I'm calling it, she's a Satan worshipper. Yeah. Did, you, did you get it straight away? Yeah, I got yeah. that straight away. Um, Robert agrees. Both he and Catherine like her, but neither of them... They, they sort of go back and forth and like, oh, I like that you hired this new nanny. And she's like, I didn't hire a new nanny. Yeah, I think that's the first red flag of anyone you're letting alone with your son. You yeah, know, just, they turned up. They turned up and they're like, okay, yeah, he's this way. Yeah, like, here's my child. That is very irresponsible parenting, I think. <laughs> here's my defenseless five-year-old, and they're just like, great, we're just going to take him out yeah. to my little van. Yeah. Um, my unmarked van. It's fine. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just want to see your child alone. 
You know, <laughs> you don't, you just don't need to be in the room. I just yeah, want no, to introduce no. them. You guys can go do do your other thing. Yeah. Just uh, close the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's don't worry so about creepy. it. <laughs> yeah. her, her excuse is the agency sent me and they're just like oh okay yeah I know <laughs> so like, weird. like what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean the agency sent all... <laughs> that's Pins. not how that works yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not how that works we have to ask for it yeah b heads upstairs um, but is met by Robert and Catherine who stop her she says she was sent by the agency um, they read about the first nanny and sent her mm. and I was like so a random nanny agency read about your nanny killing themselves and sent sent you a nanny. Yeah, how did they get didn't paid? Like, didn't, like, message you, like, hey, would you like a nanny? Yeah. We, we, we have an agency. Mm. No. Or just... They saved just... them the trouble. Uh, see, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is where I think being rich is a disadvantage. Because Robert and Catherine are so used to people just doing shit for them yeah. that they don't stop to think... This isn't right. <laughs> yeah. They have no idea or control. Yes. They have they have no idea what's going on. They're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay, though, because Baylock has references. Yeah. She hands them a little slip and she's like, here's my references. They don't call. No, they don't call. No. They're just like, well, she must be fine, then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they must be going like, oh, oh, cool. Free nanny, I guess. Like, who are they sending the placements to? They don't even know which agency. They're just like, oh, okay, cool. She shows up. You know, what else is there to take care of? I had not, I had not thought about it this deep, but you, you are this is 100% correct. Like, <laughs> like, I just went, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And you're just like, this is fucked up, and here's why, step by step. It's that's so good. Because there's such neglect in this... This thing that they could have avoided. They, if they asked questions, one question, like, who are we paying? You know, then the whole thing is over. Then her story falls apart. Like, what's the agency's name? Um, um... No, I, uh, feel, <laughs> I feel like Baylock is, like, super onto it. Right. She knows what's going on. So I feel like she's got all these plans, and when the parents just didn't ask anything, she's just like, hmm... That was that was a lot easier than it should have been. Yeah, I had fake references or maybe real references, but they're all like in a satanic cult. They're just her friends. <laughs> they're just, <laughs> just her friends. That's like, like putting your friends. Yeah, like, on, on the CV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I worked with them for ten years. <laughs> they're so good. You'll yeah. never meet a more dedicated employee. Yeah, she has no social life. She just <laughs> loves working. <laughs> she has no personal life, no yeah. boyfriends or anything. Yeah, she's she's well past that age, you know, no distractions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old is she's like late thirties? Uh, something say, like that? Something like that. Something like that. She's not old old. She's not like in her eighties or anything mm. like that. In his room, Damien sits by the roaring fireplace. Baylock says that she is here to protect thee. And immediately, as soon as you use thee, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Another rich person thing is having a fireplace in their room, I think. Uh, yeah, in like, in like every room. <laughs> in every room. I do like that the fireplace in Damien's room is like permanently lit. Mm. So you get this warm, orange, fiery glow. Uh, just like home. <laughs> yeah, just like hell. <laughs> just like home. And Damien smiles as the door slowly closes. Yeah. Catherine and Robert are heading out to church. They've got a wedding to go to. Baylock says Damien won't be going. Mm-hmm. And Catherine and Baylock have like a little argument between each other because she's like, "No, Damien, Damien will be coming." And Baylock is like, "Church is no place for a young boy. He'll be bored. He'll be restless. He doesn't understand sermon." Yeah, he doesn't. He he won't understand. 
And I was I was curious. I was like, because I couldn't remember this movie because it's been so fucking long. I was like, does he just burst into flames if he hits holy ground? Is that how it works? Or is that just like demons and shit? Because I was like, that could be fun. Yeah. They just drive into the church and he goes, <laughs> no more five-year-old. <laughs> um, Catherine demands that Damien be ready at the car in five minutes. And Baylock laments, but has to do it because she is the help. Family heads to the church for a wedding. Damien stares daggers at the angel atop the church. This little kid is actually pretty good mm. as an actor mm. for a five-year-old. Mm. Does a damn good job of looking evil and sinister. Um, I did some I did some research on this film as well. Okay. Yeah. The reason why that kid was cast was um, he was hired on the basis of how aggressively he could attack the director during his audition. 70s was fucking wild, man. After a a round of screaming and hitting the filmmaker, Donna immediately declared him to to cast in the movie. So, like, the the kid kid auditioned, and he he got it because of the things that he could do. Because he was screaming and and slapping the director and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what you want for this movie. I mean, yeah. To play a demonic yeah. antichrist child. So the way he just like glares at the the Jesus statue and then throws a fit as they're trying to get out of the car. Oh, you know? it's so good. It was like this kid is really, really good. Yeah. yeah, like I was, and especially like the little evil smiles he mm. give are really, really creepy, <laughs> devious. Yeah, yeah. He really it, it does such a good job for a five year old as well. It's a very yeah. good professional tantrumer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> his parents are like oh god this is only gonna make it worse yeah um so yeah he's glaring at the the angel statue and the church in general and he turns suddenly and glares at Catherine instead he looks uncomfortable and scared she says that he's trembling even he's so scared uh, we get dramatic shots of Damien scowling and the church as the car doors open and he climbs atop Catherine biting and pulling at her hair and screaming Mm. He's, like, full-on beating the shit out of Catherine. <laughs> this is all real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it's the 1970s. Yes, it probably is. Mm. Robert orders the car to drive on, and the family leaves. They don't attend the wedding. At home, Catherine tends to her bruises. Massive-ass bruise across, like, her cheekbone and stuff. Robert thinks they should arrange for a doctor for Damien. Um, and they didn't mention that he's never been sick a day in his life as well. What a healthy boy. Yeah, always been a healthy boy. Never had a cold, never had anything. Mm. And Robert thinks that's weird, but Catherine just brushes it, brushes it off and says, he just had a bad moment, like a fright. <laughs> and I was like, okay, at least take him to a psychiatrist or something. Like, come on. He just hates Jesus. He just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? No. <laughs> uh, there's a knock at the door as the maid says she'll be leaving for the night and Catherine heads to bed. Robert walks the house. Some of the light switches aren't wor- working near Damien's room, and he hears the growl of a Rottweiler um, until Baylock arrives behind it, and she says she found the dog outside and just brought it in. Mm. Thought they needed a watchdog, and Damien loves him. No. Oh, so sweet. He got his dog now. Just a boy and his dog. Yeah. You know. Just a boy and his <laughs> hellhound. <you laughs> just, <know. a> <laughs> just an antichrist and his hellhound. It's yeah. fine. It is fine. Robert tells her uh, that she has overstepped her bounds, and tomorrow she is to call the SPCA and have the dog taken away. 
Catherine and Damien go to the local safari exhibit. Did, have you ever been through one of these? I have not. I went through one. I think it was in England. Mm. But yeah, you, you drive around and the animals are like just running around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. But thinking about it now, I'm like, there's a high risk of animals just being like accidentally run over. Yeah. And it seems like a bad idea. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was like wondering about that scene as well. Them driving through, like, the baboons and... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Like, how do they not run any, run any over? And... Yeah, because they take off at high speed after they, like, climb on the car. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, okay, that's fine for filming. You know? So, like, the 70s was a different... <laughs> yeah, it was a different, different kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. She buys him an ice cream and Damien wanders off. Eerie choir music kicks in as Damien glares at the giraffes, which mm. flee. They, they just run from him. Mm. Uh, driving from the house, Robert spots Father Brennan outside the gates. Mm-hmm. He's stalking them. Mm-hmm. Back at the safari, they drive through the baboon exhibit. All the baboons sniff uh, sniff at Damien before howling and running from him as he smiles creepily at them. Mm. Again, this smile is really good. It's so unsettling. Especially from such a young kid as well. Yeah. They, don't, they don't quite run away from him, but they run to the car and attack the car, right? That they do, sh- they sort of run onto like the rocks nearby mm. and then howl for a bit and then they like swarm over the car, I think. Mm. Yeah, the baboons get so riled up that they swarm the car. Catherine drives and they manage to escape. There's a couple of, there's like a good five minutes of them just screaming in the car though as yeah. the baboons like try to break in. Those were real screams though. But, um, basically, what they did uh, for that scene was um, they didn't feed the baboons the night before. And then they placed food on the top of the car. So the the baboons were, like, actually attacking the car in real life. And the actor's screams are real screams. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's not good. <laughs> They're just like, now, we just want to put you and this five-year-old child in yep. your car and then enrage some baboons around you. Yep, yep. <laughs> Perfectly safe. Perfect. Nothing could go wrong. Yeah, if, um, you, if you need the if you feel the need to scream, just let it out. You know, and keep rolling. <laughs> it's like finding out, like in The Exorcist, like they fractured the little girl's spine and things like that. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't know if you have ever seen the scene when she first gets possessed. She's like going up and up and down on the bed, yeah. and obviously they they had to had her rigged in the bed to like um like a lift thing that would yeah. flip up and down, and they turned it up too high mm. and she was flung so hard like fractured her spine Damn. so eventually some of the screams that are happening are real are real because they broke her back and I'm like <laughs> and this is another 70s this is yeah exorcist okay. is 70s as well wild <laughs> just crazy wild next thing we'll find out you know Jaws they filmed with a real shark you know <laughs> I mean I know it wasn't but you know Robert comments on how quiet Catherine's been. She says she's just tired. She tells him that everything is okay, but they're both... <laughs> because they're both such beautiful people, I think is what she says. Mm. You know, how could anything be wrong with such beautiful people? And I'm like, well, that's just kind of arrogant. Uh, Catherine says she needs to see a psychiatrist because she's so afraid. Robert promises to find her a doctor. She's also kind of scared that she might just get locked away. Mm. She's like, you won't just send me away? And he's like, no, we'll find you a doctor. I love you, Catherine. Female hysteria. Yes, basically. Yeah. Which is, the hysteria is like the Latin word for the uterus or something, isn't it? 
Something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It was a word designed to describe women, which is not, not good. No. 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 <laughs> we cut to a rugby game. Keith snaps photos of the crowd and the game. Robert loses his bet to a friend. And we see Father Brennan, who tells Robert to meet him tomorrow at 2pm at a specific location, mm. saying um, only that Catherine will die if he does not meet him. Mm. Keith again snaps Brennan's picture as he's about to leave. Mm-hmm. Developing the photo, there's the sta- same strange black line in exactly the same spot heading into the father's neck. Mm-hmm. He compares the two photos and the line is exactly the same. Robert arrives for his meeting with Father Brennan who preaches about the coming of Satan and the end of humanity. Mm. Just casually. He tells Robert to go see... Um... Boogerhaven? Hoogerhaven... (laughs) Did you catch his name? (laughs) I remember laughing when I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) It may be Boogerhaven. (laughs) I tried to look it up. I even put in, like, you know, The Omen 1976 cast. Couldn't find him. It didn't have the character's name. Yeah. Cooper Hagen. It might be Cooper Hagen. Something like that. I think it, was, I, it was a strange name. I thought it was Boogerhaven for a while. And then I think later I was like, is it a K? Cooper Hagen? That sounds more like a name. Yeah, yeah. Robert stops him. Um, he says he's not here for a sermon because the, the priest starts like rambling Bible quotes and things like that mm. at him. Brennan tells him that his wife is pregnant and Damien will not accept it. He will kill the child, then Catherine. And then when, he, when he's sure that he will inherit all that Robert has he too will die for Damien is the son of Satan Hmm. so he's an opportunist Hmm. he'll kill the baby then Catherine and then when he's got everything Robert could possibly give him he'll kill Robert as well cool Robert says he never wants to see the father again and leaves he's basically like look I've heard you out now fuck off (laughs) Hmm. Brennan feels a foul breeze and holds tight to his cross. As he walks, the winds get stronger, almost fully knocking him over. Mm. A sudden flash of lightning sets alight a tree, and Brennan runs. Love the quiet music Quiet music that kicks in here as well. Dominus. Dominus! Sondor! <laughs> That's very good. It's very cool. I, I really like it. it. I love it. The, I think this is like the first movie when it's actually been used... Like, kind of really well? Yeah. Yeah. Brennan heads to the church, nearly being struck by lightning again. Mm. He runs to the church doors, but they're locked. He runs to the side of the building, banging on the door. There's another flash of lightning, and a pole from the top of the church is sent hurtling towards him, and he is skewered like a kebab. Kebab. He has a good long minute to move, though. Mm. Like, there's a flash of lightning, we see the pole that falls off the building, and then he screams for a good, like, 15 seconds. And then it hits him. (laughs) I was like, dude, one step to the left! (laughs) I don't know, I found it very funny. It was very funny. He's like, Uh, oh! I love the, like, the over-dramatized reaction. It's It's so so dramatic. Yeah. But it's still kind of affected like it was good yeah I, I thought it was pretty good it reminds me of that um that scene in what was it Hot Fuzz Hot Fuzz where oh. they get skewered as well or like the the, the bit of the church falls yeah off. yeah the, the reporter's head gets like smashed in by a bit of the church right? yeah something yeah. like that it must Hot Fuzz must have been calling back to the omen or something like that yeah cause that was, that, I was that's what it made me think of I yeah it's like ah <laughs> you're like oh this is where they I know what's this is where they got it from yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> did you did you get that that's how he was going to die from the photographs as mm. well? Yeah. 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 At home, Catherine calls for Ms. Baylock as Damien is being too loud. He's like running around and he's playing with a billiard table. Rich people, honestly. Yeah. I want a billiard table. That would be great. I'd mm. love to just play pool in the evenings. I would. I would love to just be rich. <laughs> just, I mean, get, just get more money. Just and you can. You too can have a billion. <laughs> How about you just stop being poor? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's quite testy, and she's not sure why. Yeah, but she can't handle the noise that Damien because he's like screaming and running about. It's as well. probably because it's the, one of the first times that she's interacted with a child instead of handing up to a man. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, I have to take care of my child. What? Oh God! I have to he tolerate makes, it being a child. He oh makes my noises. God! Noises! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, and he's allowed in the same room as me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is why I don't have children. <laughs> like, you, your house is big enough. Move to a different room. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. Take your book or whatever you're doing and go to one of the other fifty libraries in your mansion. Yeah, you could be five hundred <laughs> meters away in your own house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Such rich world, bro- yeah. rich people problems, right? You have three floors. Choose one that is not on. Jesus. Like, Did- <laughs> let the nanny take care of it. I don't care. He has a dog. Go play with the dog. Yeah. Uh, Damien glares at her as as they leave as well. Mm. And also, it's like, oh, oh, he gonna kill you? You yeah. gonna be dead? <laughs> Catherine tells Robert, "You're that- next." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he's like, "How dare you tell me off, woman?" Yeah. Catherine tells Robert that she just can't seem to, and then trails off. I'm not sure what the end of that sentence was going to be. I assume handle it, or... Look after her child. Yes. (laughs) Catherine's psychiatrist wants to talk to him. Mm. Um, Catherine says how she never wants another child. He agrees, and she tells him she found out that she's pregnant and wants an abortion. Mm. Which for the 1970s would have been quite taboo, right? Yeah. Uh, abortion wasn't really so, socially acceptable for some reason. So the, the husband agrees to not having a child, and then when he finds out he's, well, she's pregnant, she's like, no, we're going to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Very know what, backwards. Yeah, I don't know what his plan was. Like, yeah. I'm not sure what religion, they're, they're, non, they're non-religious, aren't they? I yeah, because he think hasn't what, accepted Jesus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't accepted Jesus Christ into his soul or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe condoms were fine, and he's just like, oh, okay, I guess we just use condoms for the rest of our life, for the rest of our sexual life. And and she's just like, no jokes, I have a baby right now. And he's like, damn, fuck, <laughs> 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 flips table. <laughs> the phone rings. Someone relays a message, though we don't know who or what the message is. Robert opens a newspaper to see a picture of Brennan's body, complete mm. with the. Pole. They didn't even like lay the body down or anything. Yeah. It's just <laughs> well, that goes back to the thing that we said earlier. I guess they were able to put like corpses in the paper. Maybe, or maybe yeah. this is just a movie thing. I, I have to do some maybe. googling later because I just can't believe that. Surely not. You couldn't just put pictures of corpses in the paper. That just seems too far. Man turned into kebab. Yeah. <laughs> is the headline? Man shish kebabed at church. Mm. Catherine's psychiatrist tells Robert that Catherine believes that the, that their child is evil or alien or isn't hers, are the words he uses. Um, but it's all just a fantasy. 
That's crazy. She found out. Yeah. yeah. She she had like a, an, just, an intuition. Just just sweat pouring off of the dad. You know? <laughs> like um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, he totally is. He's I didn't switch him at birth. He's yeah. definitely her child. Um, <laughs> I didn't adopt without your consent. <laughs> What, what are you talking about? You're your crazy. Child. It's not even like, oh, our child passed away. Hey, look, I brought a new one home. Yeah. It was, it was just like, no, this is your child. Yeah. <laughs> the psychiatrist tells Robert that he needs to agree to the abortion. Um, not the psychiatrist. This is a bad psychiatrist. I'm just going to say. It's, it's not up to the psychiatrist to make decisions for somebody. Mm. Rather just to advise, to advise or to like talk through it. Yeah, yeah. Talk through the your subconscious and things like that. Not to go. You need to accept her abortion. <laughs> like, I'm saying that if she wants an abortion, it's her body and she has the right to. Mm. I'm also saying that he doesn't have to be okay with the fact that he's losing a child. He is entitled to his own opinion and feelings. Mm. Like. <laughs> For the psychiatrist to go, no. <laughs> it's not alright. Yeah. Anyway. You're I'm not going to say this. <laughs> you, you don't, you're not allowed feelings. Yeah. I'm like, you are allowed feelings. You're not allowed to make a decision because it's your wife's body. But you are allowed to feel things about it. Mm. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert refuses, saying that he'll fight against fate. Yes. And do you reckon this is just like... <laughs> A jab at, uh, at um, the Brennan. Yeah. Because Brennan was just like, you know, the the baby will die. And he's like, well, fuck you, priest. The baby will live. Yeah, he's just like, nah. 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 The baby's going to live. That's so funny. It does not live. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, what it, exactly? What? The priest it happened? Oh, what oh, is going to happen? What? Yeah. All the things he says come true. What? This is crazy. At home, Damien rides his bike in circles around his room. Baylock watches and that's, smiles. That's such a funny scene. Oh, he's, he's, like, he's like winding up and then the lady just opens the door <laughs> and he's like... So good. I love Baylock though. Yeah. She's fucking creepy. She's standing there just like... She's got nothing better to do anyway. She has the best life. This is like him... Biggest form of entertainment is watching the child ride circles on his tripe. Oh god. Yeah. Catherine's like this is my Saturday. Yeah, this is this is this is my day. <laughs> yeah. Just hoping little antichrist here. Mm. Catherine's pruning some plants around the house. Um some of them are quite high up though, so she pulls out a little coffee table and stands on it to to prune them. It's like those little hanging bush things. Mm. But they're inside the house, which I thought was weird. Mm. The choir music kicks in now, and this is how we know shit's going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she steps atop the table to reach them, Baylock opens the door, and Damien rides out in the hall on his little tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> he runs directly into the table, sending Catherine over the banister. She holds on and begs Damien to help her. Cool. Um, he just watches as she slips, yeah. and we get quite a funny-looking fall. It's quite amazing. <laughs> and she, there's like a slow turn as well, because she's facing the camera, yeah. and then slowly she turns and then hits the floor. Dead. Yeah. She died. Oh, no, she's no, in the hospital. She, yeah, she's in the hospital. She's Blood trickles from her mouth as Damien runs back to his room. Mm. Quite cool. I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the fall looks very fake. But I think that's a that's an aging problem, not a yeah. content problem. 
Yeah, the producers obviously weren't that dedicated to it, by letting someone just fall, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they could have done that. If they got the monkeys to do the carpet, they could have got someone to fall off the banister. Now, in this scene, <laughs> we're just going to hurl you over the banister, yeah. and we need you to scream. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preferably bleed from the mouth, too, if you can. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll look real good on film. On the floor, like a rib sticking out, just yeah. like, did we get it? No, we're going to have to do a second take. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Robert is accosted by the paparazzi at the hospital. He meets Dr. Becker. We learn Catherine didn't die. She'd be alive. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, she's going to get better. There's some internal bleeding and she's got a broken broken bone. Yeah. Or several bones. I don't know. The doctor tells Robert that she's lost the baby. What? <gasps> what the priest said happened? Happened? What? I guess it was kind of... It wasn't much warning. He was like, I think it's the same day. Yeah, it's probably the same day. So the priest is like, you're going to lose your baby. And he's like, no, I won't. Oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that afternoon, oh, we yeah. lost the baby? Shit. Um, the doctor tells him to look on the bright side. She isn't dead. Mm. I was like, thank you, doctor. Very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> There's a lot of invalidating of feelings here, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catherine sleeps as Robert checks in on her. She yeah. stirs, asking Robert to protect her. Don't let him kill me, is what she mutters, and he tells her Ooh. everything will be alright. Foreshadowing. <laughs> In all fairness, Damien doesn't kill her. Yeah. Te- technically speaking. <laughs> From a technical standpoint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. It's... I guess so. Um, back good, at... good job, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. You did didn't it. let him kill her. Yeah. Yeah, Damien didn't kill her. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back at the house, Robert laments at the site where Catherine had her accident. Mm-hmm. He goes to see uh, Damien, the Rottweiler growls, and he li- and he leaves the room as the phone rings. Mm. It's Keith, the photographer. He asks to have a word with Robert in person. Fast forward to Keith showing a picture of the nanny mm. during the birthday party. And there's a suspicious looking mark on the photo that looks like a noose around her neck. Crazy. Cool. And the imperfection on... Yeah, the the imperfection on the picture looks like a noose. Mm. Then he shows her the pictures of Father Brennan. Again, with the imperfection right across the neck. Mm-hmm. We learn that Brennan was dying of cancer and was high on morphine. Hmm. Lovely. <laughs> I don't know why they added this, to be honest. Apart from the, adding the fact that he was dying. Yeah. Which kind of incentivized him to get a wiggle on yeah. and get shit done. It was crazy because of the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. On the inside of Father's... It's a very anti-drug film, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the nanny, was she on drugs? That's yeah. the only she on drugs? why she hung herself. The crazy priest, he was on drugs. He was on drugs. Yeah. Just drugs. Yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. On the inside of the father's thigh was a 666 birthmark as well. Mm. I was like, was he the Antichrist? I mean, he was related to it because he was at the birth, I guess. Oh, was he like the father? Or Probably part of the cult. Oh, he's the f- false prophet then. Because we learn later that there's three parts. We'll tackle that later then. Because mm-hmm. there's three parts to the to the apocalypse. Mm. Like the father's son and the Holy Ghost. There's yeah. the false prophet, the Antichrist, and whatever the third part was. Son. Oh, and Satan. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a little bit of a... Was like, what was the third part? Oh, yeah, actual Satan. That's right. They head to Father Brennan's room, which has been 
pasted in pages of the Bible, mm-hmm. as well as 47 crosses hanging on the wall. Mm. They were very specific about 47, and I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means either. Didn't mm-hmm. it elaborate? No. Because they made a point about it. Because Keith is like, there's 47 crosses on the on the walls. I counted them. Counted them myself. And I was like, what does... Okay, what, what does the 47 mean? No, Maybe we, we're just not caught up on our Bibles. Mm. Bible law. We need to we need to read our Bibles more, Caleb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, police thought he was insane, which is why they don't have a problem with him rummaging around in his room. Mm-hmm. Brennan has been journaling Robert's movements as well. He's he's been stalking him. We learn that a comet appeared in the shape of a star five years ago on the sixth of June, and they ask at what time was Damien born? He was born at six a.m. on the sixth of June. Six sixty-six a.m. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's that's not how clocks work. <laughs> he was born on the sixth of June. Six a.m. on the sixth of June. The sixth, the sixth, the sixth. Mm-hmm. Robert admits that Damien is not his birth son, and they don't know whose son he really is. Keith says that it's his problem now as well because he said that while taking pictures of the fa- of Father Brennan's room, he accidentally caught his own reflection in the mirror, mm. in one of the pictures, and we see a line across his body. Mm. A black line, an imperfection. Oh dear. And that means that he's basically marked for death. Or he thinks he is anyway. Mm. I'd do two or three photos. Mm. Just to see. Just to see. Yeah, because we got two of Father Brennan. Mm. And you know, the mark was c- consistently in the same place. So, mm-hmm. Robert reassures Catherine in the hospital. At home... Robert looks for Mrs. Horton, one of the maids. Baylock tells them that the rest of the staff just quit. Mm. Just quit and left, leaving only an address for Robert to send their last paychecks to. Um, so it is Robert that deals with the paychecks. Oh, I guess so. Mm. How is Mrs. Baylock getting paid? Exactly. Free labour. And also, do you reckon Baylock just killed them? I reckon. Yeah? Yeah. Or did they just get so scared by the... By the ominous feeling around Damien that they left. Because mm. some people seem to have like an intuition and just like, oh, there's something wrong with that kid. I mean, they saw one of the nannies commit suicide. <laughs> smashing through the window. This is true. You know, At least, then... <laughs> yeah. Because there were a couple of maids in that room where yeah. her body swung into. I was like, those two, absolutely fine. Hand in your resignations, get a job somewhere else. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the household. Increase my hazard pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I demand a raise. Yeah. A corpse swung at me. Yeah. Uh, Robert confronts Baylock about the Rottweiler in Damien's room, and she tells him he was taken away this morning, so not to worry. He did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doubt. Yeah. Madam, I think you are lying. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think the the dad's a little bit of a pushover. He's not very final on his says. Is yeah. It? Because, like, he came in the other night and the dog was still there and he's like, okay, I'm scared. I'll go away. Yeah, true. Yeah. He just kind of left. He's like, the dog's still here. Okay, bye. And then the, the next day, <laughs> something like, happened. Baylock, why was that dog here? And she's like, oh, it's left. Oh, okay. Mm. Bye then. Exactly. I don't know. What, what, what jobs do diplomats have? Is it negotiating between countries? Yeah. I, I think I, so. I, think you'd need more of an, ass- an assertive personality to do that kind of, kind yeah. of work, right? He doesn't just, like, leave it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll deal with another day. You know, <laughs> between England and the US, then, you know, England's just like, we want this, and he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Keith and Robert are in Rome now. Mm. There's a confusion at the address, and we learn that the old hospital 
where where Catherine lost her baby and where Damien was born burnt down exactly five years ago. Spooky. Exactly. Inside Robert... Just after we left, it burned down. My God! My God, all of the records... These coincidences are insane! Yeah. (laughs) Inside, Robert tries to find records, but the nun claims that everything burnt. Mm. Keith arrives saying that that is indeed true. The fire started in the records room, and and there's nothing left but ashes. Hmm. How suspicious. Suspicious. Now, is this like a hellfire situation? Or is this like, you know, like Mrs. Baylock, just an agent of, of the satanic cult? No, paper just spontaneously combusts. You know, it just catches fire in, in record rooms. It, it just does that. <laughs> it does that sometimes. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> like... It's well known that paper just <laughs> combusts into flames sometimes. It's one of those things where, like, the sun was just in the right spot, and it hit the window, and it just magnified. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the windows in the in the records room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. small magnifying glasses. You know. Yeah. Um, Roberts asks if any staff survived the fire. The nun tells him where to find the priest who originally told Robert to adopt Damien. Mm. In the car, Keith finds Bible quotes. The Bible quotes Brennan had yelled at Robert. Yeah. From a passage about the birth of the Antichrist, they continue to discuss the passage and how it relates to modern times. Mm. talking about how the devil's child will will rise in the turmoils of politics because it says something like you know the devil's child will rise in the sea in the ever ever roaring seas of turmoil or something like that Mm. which they figure in modern times is actually the world of politics yeah and i was like okay sure but then again it's the same as the number 23 right you could just you can make anything fit Mm. keith and robert arrive at the convent Robert finds um, the priest, the original priest, with half of his face burnt off. Mm. He was clearly not unscathed from the fire that happened at the hospital five years ago. And we're told that the priest is basically catatonic. They feed him, but he's not spoken since the fire. Okay, cool. I like this. Kind of creepy. Kind of ominous. His face, the makeup looks pretty good on his face, actually. Yeah. I like it. It's, it looked messed up. It looked messed up. Because <laughs> half his face be like droopy. It's like it's like if you bit the top off a Capri Cream egg and just looked inside. <laughs> That's what that half of his face looked like, just a Capri Cream egg. Where the, the, the yellow bit's his pupil. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. If Two Face was a priest in Rome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> We're here. But it looks too. Like, when you've seen a burn that's, like, partially healed, because, you know, it scars, but it does heal. Yeah. Like, it... This looked really gelatinous. Yeah, it looks... Which is why I was like, Cadbury's Cream Egg. <laughs> Cadbury's Cream Egg. <laughs> I get it, but also at the same time. But also, time, no. <laughs> Unacceptable comparison. <laughs> um... I will not have any cream egg slander on this <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, we learned that he's in penance mm. after having abandoned Christ, mm. and this is. Yeah. I think it was long before that. <laughs> I mean, if he get, if he if he helped the 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 Antichrist be born, be adopted, even yeah, that's a bit further than being born. Yeah, this is yeah. true. Because <laughs> you could just like you know it's born and then you just like kill it or you know put it in a bag and throw it off a bridge like a bag full of kittens that kind of thing mm. yeah but no he's just like okay 
Oh, I wonder if he, this is a child. It needs a loving family. I wonder if he used to be part of the satanic cult. Mm. Same with Father Brennan. Mm. And now, you know, sort of implants in the church, but actually working for the satanic cult. Mm. And now they've seen the error of their ways. The three we learn that the three sixes represent the anti um, the anti god. Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. Mm. So I think that obviously Satan's Satan and he's just around. Uh, the Antichrist is obviously Damien, and I think the false prophet may have been Father Brennan, which is why he was branded with the 666. Mm. Possibly. Robert confronts the catatonic priest. Mm. And he's like, Tell me! Tell me where the mother is! <laughs> and I'm like, He's catatonic, what do you want him to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, begging to know who Damien's mother is. The priest is given a piece of coal, because yeah. apparently this is the only way he's communicated, and he scratches something into the stone. Yeah. Um, Chevro- Chevro- <laughs> Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Um, Cemetery name. Yeah, Chevette or something like that. Something like that. Another priest tells him it's the name of an old abandoned cemetery. Uh. Look, he's moving. Someone get this man a sharpie. <laughs> Basically, they're like, oh my god, his hand is twitching. Quick, get the coal. Yes. And he just scribbles. That's pretty good, um, you know, hand-eye coordination, I uh, would true. say, for someone who hasn't moved in like five years. True. And only has one eye. Yeah. Only, I assume only one working eye. The other one was white, which yeah. usually means it's sort of dyed, right? Cataract. Cataract, that's it. Yeah. Robert and Keith arrive at the abandoned cemetery. They have to climb climb over a broken fence. Mm. And I was like, oh, someone's getting impaled on that later. And lo and behold, I was correct. Mm. The crickets suddenly stop. I like this as well. Audio design is a big thing for me. I'm quite an um, audio person. Mm. So when they're walking through and you hear all the sounds of nature and then suddenly it just stops, all the crickets cut out. Mm. Really liked it. They come across some tombstones. This entire thing takes like 15 minutes, by the way. Mm. It's a long scene of nothing happening. They rented out that cemetery and they're going to use every minute they can get out of it. <laughs> I think it might just be a set. I'm pretty sure it's a set. Um, I, I put, was the mother buried here? It's only been five years. Why is the cemetery this decrepit? Because mm. there's like, you know, the fences are, the iron fences are like bent in and can't be opened. They're all rusted. All the tombstones seem to have been like smashed. Mm. So I'm like, is this just the result of the fact that she gave birth to the Antichrist, or was she just buried in a in an abandoned cemetery? I'm pretty sure it's just abandoned. Just abandoned. Mm. Sad. Oh, I guess she has no family or anything like that. So maybe this is just like, well, I guess we just bury her here. Mm. Keith calls Robert over as they find a grave for Maria, who died on the 6th of June in 1976. Right? Yeah. yeah, they made a tombstone for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's oh, nice. it's not even a tombstone. It's like a what what do you call it? like a tomb tomb? Like yeah. it's like like a stone coffin. Is that what what yeah. do you call them? I I know there's a name for them, but you know where the engravings yeah. on the on the lid mm. uh, with a child's with a child's grave next to it as well. Yeah, as Damien and Robert's child was basically swapped, so he thinks that you know, quite quite music kicks in again. As they open the tomb, revealing animal bones in the mother's grave. The dog. The dog. There's a dog in there. The dog. So where is the mother then? Mother is the dog? That's what confuses me. Like, what gave birth to it? Are they implying that the mother was not human? Or that the mother survived and is... But then why is she not raising the baby? Where's the mother's body? Mm. 
I don't know. The doll. <laughs> the doll. <laughs> Mother. Maybe it's, you know, what was it, Fenrir and stuff like that, you know, from... <laughs> Give me such a blank look. <laughs> <laughs> Fenrir from um, Norse mythology, you know. It, oh, yeah. It was like... The, the, the birthed wolf. from yeah, yeah, yeah birth from a wolf and stuff yeah. like that maybe it's that kind of stuff I don't know Robert uh, figures uh, you know if the grave of the child is empty then his son may still be alive mm. somewhere in the world but inside they find Robert's son's bones the skull caved in baby 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 body baby baby die that's they, pretty gruesome for a what a horror movie, I think. Baby bones. Yeah, baby bones. Smashed in as well. The, yeah. the skull smashed in a, a hole in the skull. Mm. So basically, they killed Robert's son. He didn't die in childbirth. Mm. Specifically, so he'd adopt Damien. Mm. So it almost feels like Robert was chosen specifically. Yeah, I mean, he is a high-up politician. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the what was it, the... The child of Satan will rise in the sea of turmoil, meaning yeah. the politics, like... And he will inherit his... His place, father's place. Position. Yeah. Yeah. They look up to see a Rottweiler, which growls and barks at them. And then there's a whole fucking pack of them. Mm. I really like that they've used Rottweilers to be like hellhounds. Mm. I think it's really cool. Although it does sort of give in to the stereotype that, like, Rottweilers are vicious, dangerous dogs. They're quiet. <laughs> In this movie, they are. Um, oh, my my grandma used to have a Rottweiler, oh, Rottweiler mm. next to her, and like sometimes uh, stuff would go over the fence, and we would have to like quickly get it before, before the, dog. the dog wakes up and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and, but it was it was a very intimidating dog. Right. Yeah. Was it actually like vicious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, even even one time I remember, like, parents going over there, and the parents were afraid of the dog. Oh, okay. It was, it was terrifying. So, like, seeing that, I'm sure not all dogs, yeah. or not all Rottweilers are like that, but, like, you know, that hit, like, yeah, I You, can you see were just it. like, yeah, I've seen some jets. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> so the pair of them run, mm-hmm. um, Robert and Keith, but they're tackled and bitten by the dogs. Robert climbs the fence but slips because one of the dogs bites at his leg or something like that. Mm. And he impales his arm into the iron fence. Quite gruesome. Mm. Quite cool. Keith gets free and runs. He climbs the fence and helps Robert get free and they flee to the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like the him being stu- sort of stuck on the fence like that. Yeah. It was nasty. Mm, it was nasty. Especially because it's like an arrowhead fence. Yeah, it's a barb. Yeah, it's a barb. Yeah. Which means taking that off again is really gonna hurt. I'm surprised they didn't, like, bleed out on the car ride back, to be honest. That's a pretty substantial wound. <laughs> it is. It was, like, was it his shoulder, or it was just on his forearm? It was, like, like yeah, bicep. On the bicep. Oh, that would really hurt. Yeah, that's, like, muscle. <laughs> that's, that is that oh. is an arm out of action. And he was just sort of like, ooh. Ouch. Oh. Ouch. And I'm like, you, yeah. <laughs> I would be screaming. <laughs> that, that is not a, ooh, ouch, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of injury. That is, uh, take me to the hospital, otherwise I will die. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. They don't bring it up again. His arm's fine. Don't worry. There's such, what was it? What was the quote? Lovely, lovely people, beautiful people. Oh, they're such beautiful people. They're such beautiful people. Nothing, Nothing can be wrong. wrong. <laughs> Nothing can be wrong. That's all right. In hospital, Catherine receives a call. Mm. It's Robert. He tells her to leave London right away. She's confused, but agrees. 
and and says that she'll be ready by the time Robert's man arrives to collect her from the hospital. Mm. While trying to take her robe off, because she's sort sort of in a body cast. Yeah. While trying to take her robe off, a figure enters. Is Ms. Baylock. She approaches, and I gotta say, I love the close-up of like Ms. Baylock's eyes. Mm. With this sort of orange glow. It looks really satanic and fiery and everything like that. And you can tell just by her eyes that she's smiling. Mm. It's really creepy. We cut to outside the hospital as Catherine flies through the window, crashing into a parked ambulance. Mm. Dead. Comedic. Kind of comedic. Because, like, she falls through the roof and then the doors open, (laughs) showing her body. And the blood trickles out of her mouth. Yeah. I was watching it with friends and they laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the actual death comedic, Ms. Baylock, creepy. Yes. Ms. Baylock and Damien are doing a fantastic job. Mm. 100%. Exactly. Uh, Robert receives a call. Catherine is dead. Bereaved, he hangs up and cries. Keith climbs the stairs, returning to the apartment where Robert is staying, and he tells him that a word they found means Armageddon. It's like a word they found engraved at the tomb or something like that. Mm. Robert remembers the name of the man Brennan had sent him to find, and he recites the the passages from the Bible that Father Brennan had read at him, Mm. and told him that man against man until man exists no more. Mm. He tells Keith that Catherine is dead, and now he wants Damien dead. So he's he's firm on that now. Mm. Or will be for about ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> In J- Jerusalem, question mark? Mm. Did we get a title card for it? Did I just miss it? Somewhere. Somewhere did it just say In Jerusalem? Or... Yeah, Nazareth or Jerusalem, probably. Yeah. By the birthplace or something. Yeah, by the origins of Christianity or yeah. like that. Uh, I put really gro- globe-trotting at this point yeah. in this movie. I was saying it's starting to feel like an Indiana Jones movie. He's rich. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like he, he has money. And he's brought Keith along. Yeah. Like, I would like to say this as well. Like, one of these people were just regular people. Like, they couldn't do any of the globe-trotting oh, or whatever. Yeah, it's just like, oh, my son's the devil. Oh, well, I'm going back to work tomorrow. <laughs> and by the sounds of it, you need to kill him in a very specific way. Yeah. you got to get the daggers. you got to get the special... Holy daggers that are only in Jerusalem. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. The set of, what was it, seven? Seven daggers? I think it was seven. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, find out, we find out in a minute, yeah. But, yeah. Ima- imagine imagine that happening to you. Imagine it's being just, lower just, class yeah, imagine. and having to deal with the shit. <laughs> exactly. What, what do you do at that point? You just don't do anything. You just let the apocalypse happen. And, yeah, it's you know. just like, oh, okay, cool. You join the satanic cult, so when the apocalypse happens, you're on the winning side. <laughs> I see. Um, Keith and Robert are escorted through the ruins to meet Copper, Copper, Cooper Hagen. Copenhagen. Copen, Copenhagen. Yes, Copenhagen. Um, this is, and we learn this is the town where Christianity began. Yep. Uh, Copenhagen tells them that they need to get started, and he sends Keith away, as this is something Robert himself must do. Copenhagen reveals something and tells Robert that it must be done on holy ground. We don't get... Very cool shot. It's like a bird's eye view. And there's like a light or something in the way so we can't actually see what they're looking at on the table. Mm. Really like it. It's a really cool shot. Robert must use a series of daggers to kill Damien on the altar of God. Robert asks for proof. You know, proof that his son is the Antichrist. And Copenhagen tells him that Damien will have a series of sixes somewhere on his body. 
Copenhagen tells him that because um, Robert's like, well, I, you know, I've bathed him. He's my son. Like there is no birthmark like that on his mm. body. And Copenhagen tells him that it may be beneath the hair. Mm. Robert is told he will have to kill Baylock as well because she will not allow, she will not permit harm to come to Damien. Mm-hmm. We cut to Keith as he demands to know what Copenhagen told him. Mm. Robert explains and says he will. He refuses to kill a child. I was like, ten minutes ago, or movie-wise, ten minutes ago, you were like, he killed my wife and I'm ready for him to die. Isn't a massive amount of denial. Yes. Yeah. He's just like, how do I know my son's the Antichrist? I'm like... And well, the, the nanny priest... hung herself. All your staff yeah. um, left the house. You've got a very strange uh, new nanny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Y- your wife was thrown over a balcony and then out of a window. And now like, she's dead. And now she's dead. Uh, there was... was a priest yelling things about him being the Antichrist at you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you went to the grave. You found your original son and the mother of the son. Yeah, your, your original son's body. And now you're in Jerusalem being told the same thing, and you're like, how do I know? Yeah, but how do I be sure? <laughs> how am I and sure? And even, even Cooper Hagen was like, you know, you've just got to find the sixes, so there's another way you can clarify. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I won't do it. Yeah. I'm like, dude. Robert's he's very attached to his son. He's very- <laughs> for, like, someone who has a nanny. Who, who has a nanny and globe trots for a profession. Yeah. I'm fond of this boy. <laughs> <laughs> this this child. I've come to think of him almost as my son. Yes. <laughs> Robert throws the daggers away. Keith fetches them, saying that if Robert won't do it, he will. Mm. Meanwhile, we see a man who get, gets out of his truck and knocks the handbrake. This, you need to watch Final Destination. Mm. It's all this for the entire movie. It's mm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knocks the handbrake of his truck, which then rolls down the hill. It hits a stone... And a sheet of glass flies from the back of the truck, uh, decapitating Keith. Brutal. Fucking brutal. I love the sheet of glass scenes. <laughs> it's it's very movies. cool. It looks um, not fantastic anymore. No. But fair enough. I like the head spin. <laughs> I, I love the head spin. <laughs> Do a flip. <laughs> it just kind of like keeps rolling on the glass as it, you know, as, as the glass goes through. Yeah, yeah like, and it's it's funny. <laughs> it's 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 very funny. I know it's petty, but technically, the picture of of Keith, the line was through his stomach, not his head. That's well. I mean, he only verified once. He could have got a weird angle. <laughs> You, know. you have to get the right angle you to see to get where you're right going to Line it up like a puzzle. Glass. <laughs> yeah. If you, you took it. it from a low angle, maybe it will line up. Oh, true. true. Yeah. <laughs> we cut... To, yeah, I, I love Robert's reaction to this as well. He, like, grabs his hair and turns away. And this was like... It's very dramatic. Yeah. It's very overly dramatic. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. We cut to Robert on the plane. The cloth wrapped daggers in his lap. This is before TSA. I was thinking exactly <laughs> the same thing. I was like, wow, airport, airport security sure is lax. Seven holy daggers in yeah. my carry-on luggage. <laughs> don't, don't, don't mind me in the seven daggers I want to keep on my persons during this flight. Don't worry about it. But then I thought, I was like, you know, he's a diplomat. He's probably got a private jet. Yeah, true. It was a private jet. I mean, we don't know it was, but I don't see anyone else on the plane. I recall seeing just the single plane. Right. It was like a smaller plane. So maybe it is a private jet, in which, in which case he can do whatever the fuck he wants, apparently. Maybe that's true. 
Robert arrives home. I love this panning shot as well because we're in like the upstairs bedroom. We see Robert's car driving in, and as we follow the car along, and it cut and it pans along to the dresser where there's a picture of Catherine. Mm. It's a really nice shot, sort of showing the motivation for the character. Mm. It's I, I thought it was very cool. My very, wife. My my wife. My, my dead wife. My wife. <laughs> my antichrist wife. Immediately, a, we hear a Rottweiler growl. Robert can hear it but can't see it, only hearing the sort of pitter-patter of footsteps coming down the stairs. Mm. We The chanting kicks in again, mm-hmm. mm, on point. As Robert hides in, in a room nearby, the Rottweiler walks past him and down into the basement area, mm. and he traps it there. Dumb dog. Stupid dog. (laughs) He closes like a little barrier and the Rottweiler is trapped in the basement. Mm -hmm. In his bedroom, Robert has a moment of grief for Catherine and then takes a pair of sewing scissors from a drawer. Mm -hmm. The door to Damien's room opens, Robert approaches, and yeah, I just love that the fire is always burning in this room. Mm. So everything's always got this fiery glow. In the other room, we see Balok is sleeping. Robert closes that door and approaches his son's bed. He should have killed Baylock first, I reckon. I was thinking the same thing. But then I was like, oh, he does want to check that, it, that Damien's the Antichrist first. He's stupid. He's, he's, stupid. he's, stupid. he's stupid. I was like, you should probably kill the satanic nanny first. Yeah. Because the, the five-year-old's probably easier to take care of than, yeah. the, than the grown woman. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Damien, um, Robert checks his son's head for the th- for the sixes. He feels something, and when he cuts the hair away, we see the branded six 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 across his scalp. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like the sa- the Satan's being. We have a winner. We have a winner. We have an antichrist. <laughs> Woo! He's attacked suddenly from behind by Baylock. She screams for Damien to run and hide. Robert bashes her against the wall and then kicks the shit out of her. Yeah, love it. Damien, bad hiding spot. He hides behind a chair in the corner of the bedroom instead of running through the house. Literally two steps away from his bed as well. Yeah. It's... (laughs) Where did he go? Yeah. (laughs) Where did my son go? Yeah. My son. (laughs) I mean, not my son. (laughs) Don't try it from me, my son. (laughs) I think Baylock, like, bites Robert's leg as well, and I think that's when he, like, kicks her against the wall. Mm. Which is quite satisfying. Before grabbing Damien from the corner of the room. Mm. Damien screams and kicks, so much so that the pair tumble down the stairs. Mm. Robert is injured, and Damien is, I think, unconscious. I think he's not oh, unconscious. He's done an amazing recovery from that arm injury, I think. Well, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how long ago that was. It's probably like a week ago, I would say. You'd be at least a little sore. Yeah. <laughs> That's still pretty raw. Actually, I'd be interested to see if he's carrying Damien under the same arm that was impaled. Yeah. Let me... Because that would be interesting. Let me carry my five-year-old son. <laughs> on, the, on the arm I was in, recently impaled on. Yes. Very good. Robert what is a, a trooper. I know, right? He's just like, you know what? I've had it with this shit. Yeah. Robert is attacked again by Mrs. Baylock. They tumble to the floor, knocking over, like, a drawer of cutlery and shit. Mm. They both grab implements, trying to stab each other, and Robert gets the upper hand and stabs Miss Baylock with a roasting fork. Yeah. Imagine if he got, like, a bad luck of the draw and, and his weapon of choice was, like, a turkey baster or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a rolling pin. Yeah, I was right. like, 
Oh, but then you can sort of bludgeon That's them, a bludgeon. I guess. It's like a, a peeler. Or you get something. a turkey baster or like one of those brushes that you use yeah. to like pastry base, brush, a pastry brush or something like that. Or like yeah. a potato peeler, <laughs> a potato masher. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get away, satanic nanny. Yeah. It was the it was the luck of the draw that you got a stabbing utensil or instead maybe, of like maybe it was God. It was God. It was God. God. God gave him the roasting fork. They gave him a helping hand. <laughs> yeah. Um. I like I like this. It's very good. The Rottweiler in the basement howls as Mrs. Baylock bleeds to death. Hmm. Cool. I really liked it. Good job. And unfortunately, this is the last we see of Ms. Baylock, mm. who is just fucking awesome. Mm. Robert packs Damien into the car and escapes from his house. He's driving at such high speeds that the guardsman, fucking rich people, eh? Yeah. The guardsman to his personal mansion um, calls the police and they follow tailing tailing Robert's car behind him. Mm-hmm. They assume that something is wrong. They call it a possible diplomatic incident. Which is a nice way of saying shit's gone down. Yeah. Robert drives while keeping Damien pinned in the passenger seat while also being tailed by a police car. Mm-hmm. They arrive at the local church. I think this is the same church where the wedding was happening yeah. earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Robert carries Damien to the altar at the front of the church. He pulls the first dagger. That's right, because... He has to st- stab him with all seven daggers in a cross shape, in a cross shape across his body. Mm. The first one specifically in, in the, the chest, center. Yeah, and then radiating outwards. Yeah, because the first one's meant to exting- extinguish life, and the other six are meant to extinguish the spirit. Mm. I think is what they said. Mm-hmm. So he pulls the first dagger, and we get no, daddy, no. And I, th- I think this is like one of the only times Damien speaks. I think so. Apart from screaming. Apart from screaming. Yeah, it's. It is disarming. I found it disarming anyway. Mm. Suddenly, a child is yelling at you, no, daddy, no. And um, Robert says, God help me. As he goes to stab, the police arrive. They tell him to stop or or they'll shoot. Robert lunges at his son and we hear a gunshot. There's a very slow motion of the gun. Well, slow motion shot of the gun, right? Of of the gun firing, yeah. Yeah, the gun firing. And you just see like the smoke, I think. Yeah. And then we cut. And you're not sure what's happened. Like, did yeah. he kill Damien? Mm. Did he get shot? Did they both die? Who knows? We cut to a funeral. Robert is saluted for his service as a diplomat as they fold a flag above his coffin. Mm. The funeral ends. The president is asked if he's ready to leave. And we see young Damien holding the first lady's hands. Mm. He turns to camera and smiles. Mm. So he's moving on up. Mm. Now, he's, now he's the president's son. Mm. Final shot is a title card. That says, here is wisdom, let him let him that hath understanding count the numbers of the beast, for it is in the number of a man, and his number is 666. Mm. Credits roll as Epic Choir music kicks back in. Very good. I like the Epic Choir music. I love the Epic Choir music. Mm. I fucking love it. It's so cool. And that's um that's The Omen from 1976. That is The Omen. <laughs> so, so give me a rundown for this movie. What did you think? Um, as far as like the script, the acting, dialogue, concept in general, give me a rundown. What did you think? The concept was, I think, pretty interesting. Yeah. It was what one of the first like Antichrist. I would think so. Movies. That's what of, I like, think. Setting of. the scene for that type of genre. Yeah. Like, demonic child. Kind yeah. Of thing. And then like the Exorcist happens. Was the Exorcist before or after? I think after. I think Exorcist is the seventy eight. Mm. And this is 76, so it would be just before. Yeah. And it's really... 
I know The Exorcist was heralded as like this big new change in in horror, and it was seen as so terrifying because it was the first time that horror had sort of happened in suburbia. Mm. Instead of it always being like, you know, they went to some exotic land or, you know, in the middle of nowhere, mm. this shit happened. The Exorcist was like, no, it's in like regular your neighbor's people. house, you know. Mm. But I guess, uh, I guess they are kind of isolated in the Omen because they have they're rich people and have a mansion. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I thought the script was pretty good. I thought it was good. The the acting was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I especially love Damien and Ms. Baylock. Yeah. And everyone else did a did a good job as well. Mm. Um, what about just like <laughs> the the special effects and stuff? I thought the special effects was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it was it's it's very cheesy now, but you know, some of them and, haven't aged as well. No, but it's entertaining. I think that's the point. Yeah, it's entertaining. If you enjoyed it, then it's done a good job. Yeah, the the ca- the like close up camera shots of like the exaggerated screaming. You know, of of the priest. Oh right. You know, I, that was that was good. <laughs> that, I like that. That made me laugh. I'm yeah. sorry. It was like, oh, skewered. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, if you'd spent that time screaming, moving, you'd be fine. He's got the freeze response in the fight or flight. <laughs> oh, true. There Crazy. is. Yeah. Fight. Was it fight, flight, or freeze? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fight, fight, or freeze. So maybe he's a freezer. <laughs> he's a freezer. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, for your overall overall enjoyment rating, one being awful, ten being amazing, where would you scale this for yourself? I'd probably say, probably say seven, seven, eight. Yeah, it's, it was pretty entertaining. It yeah. was it was pretty good. Not the worst horror movie that I've seen. No, yeah. um, especially for the age of it as well. It was it was quite entertaining. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I gave it a good seven point five as well. Yeah, it's... I. I've not watched this since I originally watched it, but I was quite young. I was like 10 when I think I watched the whole Omen series. Mm. And I remember thinking it was kind of boring. Mm. So I, I haven't watched it again. Mm. But now I've rewatched it. I'm like, oh, it's actually quite good. It mm. is a slow burner. Yeah. But I enjoy it. Yeah. And um, Sam Neill is in the sequels. Oh, really? Mm. He's Damien grown up. Oh, Nice. It's like some of his first movie roles. Oh, cool. <laughs> so if you want to go cool. through the series, mm. you know, we get Sam Neill. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I, it does have that slower pacing. Um, mm. For for example, like uh, the movies Texas Chainsaw. Uh, yeah. Know, like that kind of that kind of era of movies. There's a lot. There's it's kind of a long movie. Not a lot happens in it. Yeah. But enough to string together a storyline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, this is a two-hour movie, and I've got, like, two pages less notes than I'd have for an hour-and-a-half-long movie, yeah. you know? It's not packed. It's, like... I don't know. There's a lot of space to think and then kind of just observe what's happening. But yeah, and I think they do a good job of letting you, like, soak in the atmosphere as well. Mm. Like, the scenes that take a long time, you're still engaged yeah. because you're it's just built the atmosphere really well yeah in my in my opinion anyway yeah like the graveyard scenes and mm. stuff like i i didn't the it took a while to like progress through that scene yes but in that time it's just like a, a real-time look of how people are processing things yeah because i, I feel like in a lot of like modern movies things are like sped along you know, to keep up with people's attention spans. Yeah, they're just like, bam, 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 bam. They're like, oh, you know, super quick, let's figure this out. You know, and this is like, you know, more, I guess, realistic. And it's giving you a chance to, like, process and things, and, and give you a chance to think about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, they're in a graveyard. So you're like, oh, 
I wonder if they're going to find her body or the baby's body or are they not going to find anything? Is this the right... You know, it gives you time to think, mm. which I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy that instead of just being bombarded with constant information. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did a pretty good job. So we like to give credit where credit's due. Is there a particular actor or character that you'd like to give props to in this movie? Uh, the character... Uh, was it Keith? Keith, the, the photographer. The, the photographer. Oh, He's yeah. the only one with a brain, I think, in this, in this I mean, series. He saw things objectively and was like, damn, that's fucked up. Let's do something about it. I mean, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I think so. He was a proactive character. He was a who, proactive character. Yeah. Instead of just like... Robert's like, yes, no, no, yes, yes, yes no. Yeah. The inconsistency from Robert. And then, like, I guess the general... I don't know. I feel like a lot of characters in the movie don't have a lot of, like, caring. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, you know, whatever, you know. I'll deal with it later. And Keith is like, oh, I want to deal with this now. Yeah, because I'm like, involved. I, I'm going to die. Yeah, Keith is just like, hey, listen, my life's in danger. I'm going to do some shit yeah. about this. Like, <laughs> Exactly. He helps. He's a good character. I feel sorry for Catherine in this movie because mm. she has no idea what's going on and then gets killed. <laughs> she just has a feeling she's like I feel like there's something wrong with my son oh I lost my baby oh I'm dead yeah <laughs> um I want to yeah. give props to Billy Whitelaw who played Ms. Baylock because mm. I thought she was creepy as fuck yeah and did a damn good job at it yeah she was unsettling she was very very unsettling and the shots of just her eyes mm. and that sort of you know with the orange glow and you could tell she's smiling despite the fact you can't actually see her face mm. love it mm. I thought she was really really cool but also props to the the kid who played Damien yeah fucking <laughs> baller for a five year old like damn hell yeah hell yeah that kid's owning it yeah uh, favourite part of the movie I, I'm I'm gonna go with that 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 nanny hanging herself oh yeah that scene is so good it is good look Damien it's all for you jumps off the roof yeah, fucking cool. Mm. This, I was really pleasantly surprised by this. Like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time, and my last memories of it were it was boring. Mm. So I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah, that was, I had a good time. Quite entertaining. <laughs> Would recommend. Would recommend highly. It's also free on YouTube. So <laughs> yes, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's free on YouTube. Under under scary movies, which is pretty cool. Isn't it? That's great. Yeah, I wonder if, is Exorcist free on that? I doubt it. Ex- I don't know. Exorcist is more marketable. I don't think they would have made it free. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Anyway, uh, that concludes episode 66. Thank you so much for joining me, Caleb. That's I hope you had a good time. Yeah. And I hope you come back for another one. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so that's the end of uh, The Omen 1976. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks again to our guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or following us on Twitter at cherrypophorror. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.